Chicago White Sox pitching issued seven walks and gave up four home runs to the New York Yankees on Thursday night. Uh, the game was tied in the seventh, but Joe Kelly had an absolute collapse in the eighth. Vince Velasquez goes for the Sox on Friday as the good guys try to get back on track. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick underscore GGTB. I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked on Podcast Network your team every day. Uh, well, there's still, you know, a lot of baseball left between the Sox and Yankees. Uh, despite the lopsided loss, there were some silver linings to discuss. Uh, but first, the White Sox tried to get away uh, with bringing a knife uh, to a gunfight. Uh, state of the Sox, uh, Sox are 15 and 15. Uh, they are chasing the Twins. Uh, Sox are two back in the Central. Uh, Sox lose to the Yankees 15 to seven on Thursday. It was ugly. Um, we're going to get into all the specifics uh, before the game. Rick Hahn had an opportunity to talk with the media. And uh, this is kind of just kind of summarizing what Rick Hahn had to say before the game, saying essentially that this series with the Yankees is just four games in May that things should be different come October. Uh, this series is perhaps more exciting for the fans. Um, you know, I, I would personally absolutely disagree. Uh, you know, I think, and, and maybe you feel this way too as a Sox fan, it's always important when you put your talents up against the best, no matter what time of year it is. Um, you know, Sox might not be able to compete with the slugging power of New York, but you just, you, you know, you can't issue free passes and you got to play smart baseball. Uh, maybe that changes uh, this weekend. Um, and hopefully it changes uh, by October. But again, Sox trying to bring a knife to a gunfight and they lost. Um, 15 to 7 was that final score. Uh, Dylan Cease was on the hill. Um, he had, in a weird way, some crazy stats. Um, you know, what a, what a final line from Cease. Uh, we're going to go through all of that. But coming into Thursday's game, uh, last three starts for Dylan Cease, he, uh, he pitched 18 innings, gave up eight hits, six walks, had 28 strikeouts, and an ERA of 1.50. Came into the game using his changeup about 5% of the time. Uh, Sox starting pitching in general the last eight games, 5-0, and 50, uh, I'm sorry, 45 and two-thirds innings pitched, 53 strikeouts, 13 walks, three, only three home runs allowed, and that ERA was 
uh, eight. Uh, so right away in the first inning, uh, Cease gives up a leadoff double, uh, then gets a big strikeout of Aaron Judge on a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, Rizzo, who's back in town, I don't know if you heard about this, uh, uh, Rizzo's playing on the Yankees, and he's uh, back in Chicago. Uh, fans uh, might have came out to see him or boo him. He got a lot of boos uh, his first time up. Cease goes with the changeup. Uh, gets uh, him stri- striking out Rizzo on a 72-mile-per-hour changeup. Again, uh, Cease went to the changeup quite a bit on Thursday, maybe a little too much, but it surprised a lot of the Yankees at the beginning. Uh, but then Stanton comes up, and he hit a line drive two-run home run off of a fastball on the outside part of the plate, and just like that, it's 2 nothing. Uh, then Cease went ahead and got Donaldson, uh, to strike out in a high slider. The strikeout was a common theme for Dylan Cease. Uh, New York Yankees, they just hit the ball hard. Uh, best percentages in all of baseball. They get on base. They see a lot of pitches. They steal bases. And, you know, they've got the power. Um, through uh, two innings, Dylan, Dylan Cease had six strikeouts, uh, which was great. Uh, the swing and miss stuff uh, its very uh, popular in baseball these days. But he threw 40 pitches after two innings. Uh, In the third, uh, Cease again throwing a lot of changeups. Stone mentioned on the telecast he might, uh, Dylan Cease might have been tipping some of his uh, pitches, namely the changeup. Things kind of unraveled a little bit. Yankees scored three more runs. Stanton hit another two run home run. 67 pitches after three innings, and Cease had eight strikeouts. Uh, love the strikeout numbers. Uh, it's great. Dylan Cease is a strikeout pitcher. Love his swing and miss stuff. Um, that is how the game of baseball is going, maybe fortunately or unfortunately. And when you have that kind of stuff, when that's what your game is built on, the swing and miss, you are going to throw a ton of pitches. And you might not go very deep into many of the games. And that was the case for, for Cease. Uh, he became the fastest Sox pitcher on Thursday to get to 400 strikeouts past Chris Sale. Um, Stanton, LeMahieu, they roughed Cease up. Uh, Yankees, they can hit. Uh, six hits, five of them for extra bases uh, off of Cease. He did have the 11 strikeouts through four, but he had 90 pitches. So Dylan Cease's final line, four innings pitched, six hits, six earned runs, two walks, 11 strikeouts, and his ERA is now at 3.55. Uh, Ruiz uh, came in. Uh, Burr came in. He gave up a bomb to Judge. And then Joe Kelly comes in, and this is when things really went off the tracks. Um, Kelly had a lot of movement on his pitches, as he did on Monday when we first saw him in a Sox uniform. Um, he got two outs rather quickly, and then things got dicey uh, in the eighth with Kelly pitching. Issued four walks. Uh, he issued the bases loaded, and there were two outs for Judge, and he gave up a two-run infield single. Um, couldn't get out of the inning. Banks came in, a left-handed pitcher, uh, and then gave up a two-run single to Stanton and then a home run to Donaldson. Yes, Stanton and Donaldson are right-handed, and uh, Larusa decided to go with a left-handed pitcher in Banks. Uh, The Yankees scored seven runs, folks, seven runs with two outs in the eighth. Um, 
it was ugly uh, for Sox pitching, uh, especially for Kelly. Uh, Banks didn't help himself out at all, and Cease looked very uh, unCease-like. But you know, Cease saw the Yankees twice last year, and it didn't go very well for him, uh, and that's a shame. Uh, you know, again, Han likes to talk about how well th- these these games are just you know a couple games in May. We'll see what happens in October. But you know, why not? Try your best against someone else's best. Who knows? This could get the momentum going in the right direction. And again, there's a lot of baseball left this weekend between Sox and Yankees, but I was expecting much more, and I'm sure you were as a Sox fan, from Cease against the Yankees on Thursday. Um, Sox, you know, they had a little bit of fight in them, and I'm going to tell you about some of the bright spots from Thursday's loss. Uh, More on that uh, in a moment. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Uh, Throw them in your bags, uh, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. Uh, Best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. Uh, No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, that means with Built Bars, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the Mixed Box. Uh, the Mixed Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry double chocolate, and so many more. They are all very delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts. Taking fans through the season like no other network. Uh, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so the Sox uh, lose a lopsided game, 15-7, to seven, um, but there was a little bit of firepower from our White Sox. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the second inning. Sox have uh, the first two on, first and second with nobody out. Sheets up to bat. He flies out uh, down the left field line, and then Pollock comes up. It's nice to see him swinging the bat a little bit. A big RBI double hits the chalk down the left field line. Uh, Ingle up with runners on second and third with only one out. Ingle struck out, but then the legend, uh, Leori Garcia, with with a two-run base hit. Sox are up at this point, uh, three to two. Uh, That was a good sign, but of course, Lurie gets picked off while on first. Uh, Let's head to the fourth inning, two on and one out for the Sox with Engel at the plate. Uh, Base hit, um, going to right center, which was nice. Uh, Bases were loaded still with just one out. Garcia check swings and hits a dribbler to Donaldson. 
Uh, Sheets is forced out at home. And then Anderson is up with two outs. And there was a wild pitch, so Sox get a run. A little bit of wild pitch offense. Uh, and then Tim Anderson swings at a pitch that was above his head. I don't think he saw or swung at a strike in that hole at bat, and that ended the threat. Uh, the big firepower came in the seventh inning, just when you thought the Sox were having a power outage. Uh, with two on and nobody out, Yoan Moncada launched a massive three-run home run to dead center, and the game at that point uh, was tied at seven, which makes this loss so much more infuriating. It all came undone uh, in the eighth. Um, where can the Sox find some more firepower, but potentially sooner rather than later? Uh, Aloy Jimenez uh, was taking more batting practice on Thursday. Could he be coming back uh, soon? Uh, Hector Gomez tweeted out on Wednesday that per a source, White Sox outfielder Aloy Jimenez will return in two weeks. Jimenez was expected to be out six to eight weeks after suffering a torn hamstring on April 23rd. Uh, have you heard about this? Did you see this tweet? Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, hey, it, it's exciting news as a Sox fan. When I see something like that, you know, and I tend to be sometimes a sucker for anything that gets tweeted or put out that's in favor of the White Sox, I want to tend to believe it. Um, you know, Hector Gomez has hit on some things in the past, if you followed what he's uh, tweeted out and, and put out there. But, you know, I just, I'd be shocked if the if the White Sox brought back uh, Jimenez in, in two weeks, you know, um, speeding things up after the original uh, diagnosis of uh, six to eight weeks, unless we had information of a fan base, which sometimes uh, happens, although we want to be plugged in and we have so many ways to be plugged in as fans, we often are not given the whole picture and maybe we weren't, maybe the injury wasn't as bad, but uh, it sure seems like Jimenez is, is healing quickly. He put a, a couple batting practice balls out on the concourse. Uh, Chuck Garfine was saying in the uh, pregame on NBC sports, Chicago, um, I just hope they don't rush this guy. We need his bat, not his glove. Um, and, you know, we we definitely want to get him um, some to be at a point where he's 100%. I'm not saying he needs a stint in Charlotte or anything. The team obviously knows that. But, you know, we, we don't – yes, we, we would like to have that firepower against the Yankees that just beat our Sox 15-7. to We'd like to get that – uh, that power in the lineup as soon as possible, but don't want to rush it. So then he re-injures something, you know, in July or August, and then we're out uh, during the home stretch because there's something more serious going on. So I, I hopefully Jimenez, you know, it's exciting. I'm happy for him. I love the stuff that he's, you know, saying he seems excited. Uh, but again, uh, I'm not expecting uh, Aloy Jimenez back. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the more six to eight weeks. Uh, for when he might return uh, to the lineup. Uh, when could we see Johnny Cueto in a Sox uniform? And what did Andrew Vaughn do in Charlotte? Uh, more on that in a moment. Our partners at Bet Online uh, continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, 
from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, some news and notes uh, involving uh, Johnny Cueto. Tony Larusa said sooner rather than later on Johnny Cueto joining the team. Uh, Dylan Cease will pitch one half of the doubleheader on Tuesday against the Royals. Remember, the Sox have a lot of games coming up against the Royals, and they are going to need as many healthy bodies and arms as they can get. So is that maybe an opportunity for Johnny Cueto in the second game of that doubleheader? Uh, Tony Larusa did not say that, uh, but it sure seems with the sooner rather than later comment uh, that we could see Cueto in Kansas City. Um, Johnny Cueto was uh, pitching in Charlotte on the 11th just uh, a few days ago. He threw five in one inning of work, uh, three hits, two earned runs, uh, one walk, six strikeouts, his ERA sitting at 6.00. Again, I'm excited uh, to see what he might be able to bring. I'm more excited about his I guess, potential than I am what we're usually probably going to get from Keuchel. But I hope I'm proven wrong with Keuchel's outing against Saturday. But if you saw uh, what the Yankees did against Cease in the White Sox bullpen on Thursday, uh, you're probably not uh, excited for what Keuchel uh, may or may not be able to do against the Yankees on Saturday. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez left the game on Monday uh, with some back issues, and he said that he's feeling better after leaving Monday's game. So hopefully we'll get Lopez back maybe perhaps this weekend. Uh, speaking of pitching, it was nice to see the video of Lance Lynn throwing before Thursday's game. Uh, Andrew Vaughn flexing some power in Charlotte. Absolutely. He hit a couple bombs on Thursday night, so that's good. Maybe it's just a short stint uh, in Charlotte. Um, did you see some of these Cubs jerseys at the game? Were you watching the game on Thursday? Uh, and they would pan the crowd. And sometimes in the framed um, shot, you'd see some folks in Cubs jerseys and hats. And I just don't understand why uh, anybody would wear a Cubs jersey uh, to a game that is not involving the Cubs. It was White Sox Yankees. Now, I'm assuming uh, these folks might have came over to the south side uh, to root on Anthony Rizzo. I'm not sure. Um, I still personally, you fan how you want to fan, but I find that to be kind of odd. Uh, I, when If Carlos Rodon with the San Francisco Giants goes to Wrigley and is facing the Cubs and he is pitching, I am not traveling to the north side to Wrigley in a Sox jersey and Sox hat to root on a guy that is no longer on the team. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. Maybe you've seen this happen quite a bit in games you've attended or you've seen it and you're wondering, you know, is anybody else taking a look at that? I, I noticed it and I thought it was kind of odd. Uh, something you also might have noticed if you did go to the game and you were walking around the championship plaza um, and there's a, there's a new memorial, a bust, I guess you want to call it, uh, for James Thompson, uh, who was the longest-serving governor in Illinois history from 1977 to 1991. Uh, it's it's kind of near where uh, the Sachs ticket box office is, like right behind the championship plaza. You, you can't miss it. it. They just unveiled it recently. And uh, in, inscribed, it's a saying that it says that he kept 
the White Sox in Chicago. That is what's engraved on this uh, on this memorial, this like bust statue. He kept the White Sox in Chicago. So for some folks that have like no idea what's going on, what does that mean? Who was James Thompson? Uh, how did he keep the White Sox in Chicago? There is so much history uh, on this. It's kind of interesting that Jerry Reinsdorf uh, decided to create this finally uh, to pay homage to James Thompson. Um, there's a lot of articles that you can find. Uh, James Thompson was a critical figure in getting a new stadium built. A um, lot of threats by Reinsdorf to take the White Sox other places, namely Florida and back in the late 80s. Um, James Thompson and others were able to get a deal done. Um, there was a spe specific article on IllinoisPolicy.org. The article's by Joe Kaiser, and I'm just going to give you just an excerpt uh, from this article. The grand bargain for the White Sox started when owner Jerry Reinsdorf threatened to move the ball club to Florida in the 1980s unless he got funding for a new stadium. Then Governor Thompson and then Chicago Mayor Harold Washington didn't think he was bluffing. They pulled out all the stops to make sure the White Sox remained on the South Side. State politicians went so far as to turn off the clocks in the General Assembly to avoid a midnight deadline to provide funding for the stadium. And while Illinois taxpayers were being sentenced to decades of subsidizing a baseball team, Florida taxpayers were about to do the same for the same team. Um, there are so many interesting articles out there about what actually went down um, on that fateful night in, in the late 80s with all of Reinsdorf's threats. I mean, the stuff that was happening in Florida, they were, they were starting to make merchandise uh, the Florida White Sox, they really thought that they were going to be getting a team uh, because Reinsdorf wanted his way so much and, and wanted this stadium. So fast forward now to 2022, uh, after more than 30 years after this stadium is built, uh, there's a bust, a memorial little statue for James Thompson uh, that is on display now behind the championship plaza. Uh, Google that information. Google, you know, uh, Illinois taxpayers paying for new Comiskey Park. There is so much information out there that I don't think a lot of people know. And I think to a younger generational fan, they won't understand who James Thompson is perhaps, but all the information is out there. It's a fascinating read. Uh, let's look at Friday. Uh, Vince Velasquez goes for the Sox against Garrett Cole. It's also rock and roll night at the ballpark. Hopefully there's a lot of fireworks provided by our White Sox hitters. Uh, Garrett Cole is 2-0 with an ERA of 2.67 and 37 strikeouts and six appearances this season. Uh, Cole has a 2-1 record with an ERA of 3.79 and 18 strikeouts and three appearances uh, versus our White Sox. Uh, the Sox saw Cole last season. Uh, he went seven innings, gave up four hits and zero a run. So the Sox will have their work cut out for them. Uh, should be another great night for baseball temps in the mid 80s. And then, of course, the Tim Anderson Field of Dreams bobblehead on Saturday. And you got Kopech going uh, on Sunday. Uh, thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast everywhere you find podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram 
at Locked On Socks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Uh, thanks for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, uh, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next episode, we'll recap the weekend that was uh, for our White Sox against the Yankees. I'll also get you ready for Giolito against the Royals. Uh, appreciate you making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.